A very good morning and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is Wednesday the 17th of January. Round two of the Australian Open gets underway today in Melbourne. Day one of the first test between Australia and the West Indies. The Sixers with a big win in the Big Bash League. They have secured second spot and the double chance in the Big Bash. Plenty of football, plenty of basketball, plenty of racing today as well with the Kenzo and also Doom. And as we say, a very good morning to Bradley Rose. And Brad, so much going on. Great to have you in here again. How are you? Mate, I am great. Thanks for having me back. Um, it's been a, a huge week in sport, as it is most of the time, and some fantastic stuff going on and watching the NFL yes. and loving what's going on there. The cricket test starts today. The NBL's going. The NBA. It's yeah. fabulous times. It's really, really diverse. And of course, and the Australian Open. Yeah, times, absolutely. Yeah. A lot going on. Uh, on the Australian Open, very quickly, uh, Thanasi Kokonakis came back from two Ripper. sets to one down. Go you good thing. Five sets, 10-8 in the fifth set tiebreaker against Sebastian Offner. So he is through. Um, Max Purcell, another Aussie to win yesterday. Um, plenty of results which we'll chat on. But have you been enjoying the Australian Open? I think we're into uh, day four. I've got to remember love Sunday it. start. I do love it. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's something, isn't it? You just know it's summer and yeah. Melbourne rocks with it, and it, they just do a fabulous job with with the arena and the aura of it. And yeah, yeah, just love it. I, I am a bit of old school. I, I do miss you know no no Federer and no yeah. Nadal. Like yep. that's just. I mean, you know, I, I go back to Agassi and Sampras days as well. And days, just, yeah, yeah just, just, I mean, it's jockeys to lose, isn't it? Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, yeah. He's, he's so out there and unbelievable. But I did see Andre Agassi is in the um, in Australia, which is awesome as well. Yeah, good to see him. Novak Djokovic in action tonight. He's second up on Rod Laver Arena, takes on Australia's Alexi Popurin and Alex Demon are in action today in the day session on Rod Laver Arena. He's second up following on Jabur, who plays Mira Andreeva. Uh, Demonor takes on Matteo Arnaldi of Italy. So we'll have a look at a few more of those matches through the morning. Um, Bradley, the NBL on the weekend. We'll we'll touch on this quickly because Sunday was a great spectacle. It was. A record crowd for the Kings this season. Um, Wonderful initiative. Great basketball and and a big win for the Kings as well. How was it? Yeah, pink hoops, double header. It was was really good, of course. Uh, We had Tiana on on the show last week. Mm -hmm. And and also um, Jordan Hunter, I know we got on the show today. Um, His mother... Uh, ha- uh, had cancer and and she survived that breast cancer and uh, and his grandmother passed away from it so mm. it was quite special for him as well yep. so to have that as a double header sixteen plus thousand people in the arena which mm. was just phenomenal um, got my pink jacket so I was very happy about that <laughs> thank you to uh, thank you to uh, to the people that supply that <laughs> and um, look it was a great spectacle and just a must win game really for the Flames and the Kings yep. but more so the Kings the mm. way they'd been going. And they got the win against, you know, a, a poor New Zealand, let's be honest. But it was um, a great game. Jalen Adams was outstanding. Um, and the Kings were great. Just just a must-win needed. Still yes. we'll, still a long way to go. We'll see how they go. But um, it was a great day to be part of. And I really hope that they continue that on, that that, that pink hoops for yeah. each year, because it's great. Yeah, I think I think for sure that would be good to see. But they, they can't muck about the Kings. That was, no. as you say, that... A must-needed win, I imagine. The uh, the intensity probably just was uh, extracted from that whole scenario. That well, it was. I don't think I was loved there much because <laughs> I came out after they played Adelaide the week before and yeah. came out and said that was like watching paint dry. Yeah. 
and uh, it was a train wreck, and they were awful against Illawarra. And to be fair to them, they said it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was a matter of nothing changed. The coach didn't change. There was no extra plays or no anything different. Yeah. They just came out wanting to win, and you could see that in the will that they played. Yep. Uh, basketball taking place tonight. The NBL continues. Yeah, we, Phoenix versus Adelaide. That's it. So. I mean, it's... Phoenix and Adelaide both sort of towards the bottom area. They are. Yeah, look, Phoenix should be much better. Um, They've been hit with injuries yet again. Mm -hmm. Adelaide playing much better than they were at the beginning of the season. It'll be a good game. Like, I mean, it's... Forget the latter at the moment when you say that. Mm-hmm. These two teams, in their mind, would have no doubt we can still make the playoffs. Yep. And rightly, they can. Probably Adelaide a bit further down. But yeah. still, um, look, good games. Fun to watch. Yep. Um, see what brings. And midweek sport, we do love it. So it uh, the Hawks play the Taipans tomorrow in Wollongong. And we will catch up with Illawarra coach Justin Tatum yes. just after 7 o'clock. So we'll chat with Mossy, who's back uh, from an annual break, and then Justin Tatton too. So we'll look forward to catching up with him, yeah. uh, the father of Jason, yes. Boston Celtics superstar. Well, I disagree because I think he's the son of Justin. <laughs> so, good, good, uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else will think that way, but... Uh, uh, no. Both correct. Both and what correct. a great guy. I've had yeah. a lot to do with him because I'm down in Wollongong calling all their games. Yeah. Man, you what, you'll, he'll come across yeah, fantastic, good. really good speaker. And man, those players are running through a brick wall yeah, for him. turned it right yeah. around, hasn't he? Uh, also taking place today from a basketball perspective, three great games in the NBA from 11.30am Sydney time, 10.30 Brisbane. The Nuggets versus the 76 so a couple of MVPs expected to take each other on. Joel Embiid for the 76ers and Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets. Then 1pm Sydney time, midday Brisbane, the Kings versus the Suns. And then at 2pm Sydney, 1pm Brisbane, the Thunder versus the Clippers. So only the three games after a huge slate yesterday, but three really, really good ones. Yeah, they, they will be great. And, and all, you know, when I say powerhouses, all teams that are yeah. like vying for top spots. So there'll be some really good games. I uh Appreciate you having me on early in the morning so I can get home and uh, watch <laughs> yeah. those games. It is one of the joys of uh, this show and this time slot. And I know our audience are right across the live sport throughout. Um, last night in the Big Bash League, moving <laughs> on to some cricket. A huge win for the Sydney Sixers. Uh, they were at, without Steve Smith as he looks to open the batting today. Uh, well, in the test at least, whether Australia bats or bowls remains to be seen. But the Sixers, a massive win in Perth. Ending Perth's nine-game winning streak at home, which in the Big Bash is... Quite yeah, something. Yeah. Um, Sixers win by three wickets. Moses Enriquez, the skipper. He's a freak, that he guy. Is he really incredible. is. Yeah, really, he's really been good. doing that for years. And, you know, like you see what he's done. And I sit here going, yeah, well, he's done that before. So calm. Yeah, yeah really important because they, they got themselves into a bit of trouble. Perth made four for 197. Laurie Evans in his last game for the Scorchers before he heads off to international or overseas commitments. He made 72 off 34. Cooper Connolly unbeaten on 37. And Ben Dwarshus took two for 23 off his four overs. And then they were in a pretty good spot, City. Daniel Hughes ended up being player of the match for his mm. 74 off 43, opening the batting. Um, and then Enriquez, 47 not out of 20. Sixers lost four for five off Enriquez's yeah. work in the last over. Jason Berendorf, really impressive for Perth. A couple of uh, things not going Sydney's way, but then a six off the second last ball, oh, no. and then a four off the final ball from Enriquez. A huge win. They secure second spot. The double chance, they'll go straight from Perth to Queensland, and they take on the Heat on Friday night on the Gold Coast. Tickets for that, get in touch with the Brisbane Heat. Uh, Ticketek, I think, is the official uh, agency, but that'll be a terrific what clash a win. on the Gold Coast. And, yeah. and, and, and a win in the context of it, especially grabbing second spot. Yeah. It's just huge. Like yeah. Now you're going, you've got the double 
the double banger, you know, and just uh, fantastic. Perth, they'll be wooing that one. And what I love about sport in general now is like, how do they back up? Yeah. You know, like that, do you sit back and you go, oh, man, we should be playing in Brisbane, getting that second chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're going now. Or oh, sorry, Adelaide's coming to us yeah. or whatever it is. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, no. So it's a real – this is where coaches get their money's worth because yeah. now it's all mental. Yep. Everything's mental. Can't be thinking what if, what happened, how did that go down. So I love the mental side of yeah. that. So Perth now knows they'll host Adelaide on Saturday night in Perth. Uh, and then they'll travel either to the Queensland or Sydney, whatever they do. If they win against Adelaide, they'll have to travel to both of those if they're going to make the final. Yeah. Win. So I think they're in a bit of trouble now, Perth, though. You can't write the scorches off. They always find a way regardless of who's mm. playing. But they've lost Zach Crawley. He's over uh, with England's test side in right. the Middle yeah. East. Mm. And Laurie Evans now heads to the Middle East for uh, a tournament there, which a lot of the, mm. the stars are leaving as well. So a bit of Cha-ching. a scheduling issue. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've signed Marcus Harris as a replacement player, so he may come in. Uh, Eskenazi uh, had a real problem with his hand when Sydney were doing a great job with the ball early. So maybe a broken finger, maybe a broken hand. But, um, yeah, they've got some, some issues. Brisbane's to lose, though, Will. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, final game of the regular season is tonight. The Thunder versus the Renegades. Uh, and as mentioned, the finals start on Friday. And in Adelaide today, 10 a.m. local time, the first ball of the first test between Australia and the West Indies will be bowled. The sides have been named. Australia is as forecast with Smith to open, Cameron Green in at four. The West Indies has three debutants. Kavem Hodge and Justin Greaves will bat in the middle order. And paceman Shamar Joseph will play. He's 24 years old, really quick. They're excited about what he can do. Uh, Hodge and Greaves, both 29. So long apprenticeships mm. in first-class cricket. Not the greatest first-class cricket. Actually, like to be in Cameron Green's shoes today. Yeah. He'd be a little bit nervous, Absolutely. wouldn't he? Absolutely. Um, Great the, times. The size 15s. He, yeah, um, yeah it, it, all the noise coming out of that side is is positive, the way that he can now settle into the middle order, play his yeah. natural game rather than feeling like he needs to accelerate the scoring yeah. or, or save the situation. And the uh, Look, it could be a blessing in a way. Yes. Um, for him, I mean. I mean, I don't want to say a blessing that David Warner's gone, you know, when you lose someone like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we said it on the show last week, and I, I, I agree. If, if Smith wants to open, let him yeah. open. Like, yeah. Let it go. Um, other people will be hard done by, and, you know, that was being spoken about, Bancroft, all these guys, you know. But I'm... Um, I'm a fan of seeing it. Let's yeah. see what it brings. Um, obviously, we'll see what West Indies bring. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm wondering if you, if you Cam Green, do you want to bowl today just to get into the game, or do you want to not nah, get me in early? I, I want to so, bat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good times. It will be. And Pat Cummins yesterday said uh, that. Well, on the opening, he said he spoke to both Cam Bancroft and uh, Marcus Harris, gave them both a call, and said, you know, you. Both doing great things. We love what you're doing in domestic cricket. Keep doing that. This is just a tough one with Smith opening and uh, and Cam Green going to four. They, they're desperate to get Cam Green in. We've spoken about that. But mm. uh, on Steve Smith, uh, Cummins quotes about him yesterday, seeing someone who has basically achieved everything in the game get really excited for a new challenge, you've got to entertain that. Mm. You can see his mind already worrying about he's maybe going to go about it differently. It's just re-energised him. So he'll give it a good crack and see how it goes. Look, all, all for all it. Um, yep. You know, players of his calibre have earned the right to have that say, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? If he wants to open, I mean, you're not putting an average cricketer in there, are you? So so all for it. I think it'd be great. Um, I went down to the test when it was here in Sydney and, you know, the atmosphere is great. And yep. this is the challenge he needs, if that's what it is. Good on him. Yep. And I'm sure he'll take it 
all guns blazing. We have live uh, FA Cup third round replays this morning, kicking off soon. Wolves v Brentford, Bristol v West Ham, Birmingham versus Hull City, Bolton versus Luton Town, and Eastleigh versus Newport County. Uh, overnight in the Asian Cup, Thailand beat Kyrgyzstan 2 0. Saudi Arabia and Oman have been playing this morning. We'll have a look at that and give you a score update after the break, which we'll go to very soon. In the NFL, the Steelers 17, beaten by the Bills 31, and the Eagles 9, lost to the Buccaneers 32. So the NFL playoffs, second week is set. On Sunday, Houston will be at Baltimore from 8.30am Sydney time, then Green Bay at San Francisco from 12.30. Some good games. Yeah, then Monday, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Uh, Baker Mayfield was terrific yesterday. Then Kansas City at Buffalo, another clash which we've loved in recent years. So um, I love how they get up. all the snow out the way before they play. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> it's, Isn't yeah. it great? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot, uh, lot still to have a look at throughout the morning. We'll look forward to doing so. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Newspaper headlines up next. Back page of the Daily Telegraph. Uh, just loading. So we'll start with the Courier Mail. How about that? There's an audible for you, Bradley. Back page of the Courier Mail. Open thriller, clever, cocky. Thanasi Kokonakis has out-muscled big-hitting Austrian Sebastian Offner in a five-set thriller at the Australian Open to win a place in the second round, 12 months after he and Andy Murray played out one of the most memorable five-setters of all time at Melbourne Park. Fellow Aussie Max Purcell is also into the second round, but Olivia Kadecki, James McCabe and Kimberly Birrell were sent packing. Uh, also on the back page of the Courier-Mail, let Matt bat. Heat pushing for Renshaw finals return. Uh, Brisbane Heat has lobbied Cricket Australia to get star batter Matt Renshaw released from the test squad to play in Friday night's BBL semi-final on the Gold Coast with a home final on the line. The Heat will host the Sydney Sixers with the victor of the qualifier at Heritage Bank Stadium to advance straight to Wednesday week's final. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, good from the Heat. I I think surely he plays. He's 13th man. Scott Boland's uh, 12th man. So... Yeah, let him go. He can play the match, come sure back, be a part of the squad. Yeah. Absolutely show that, yeah. Look, a lot was made of Marcus Harrison, the fact that he was in and out of the test squad, didn't get to play as much mm. cricket as he would have liked. So you want them playing. That's my only worry for Green as well. well. You know, he's been sitting sitting around, I don't want to say City. I'm sure he's had plenty of nets yeah. and stuff. There's nothing like game practice, game time. So. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, bangers will be back. Uh, Pat, this is comments from Pat uh, Cummins and Skipper No Issues with Bancroft talking about the fact that he did speak to them. Uh, Green's health battle proving an inspiration. This is from Ben Horn. Cameron Green's journey to live to twice the age he was once tipped to reach has become an inspiration to suffering young people around Australia. The all-rounder returns to the Australian Test 11 on Wednesday for the first time in more than six months, but his decision to go public about his childhood battle with irreversible chronic kidney disease has made him a hero in the eyes of many. He opened up in an interview on Channel 7 at the start of the summer. Um, doctors told Green's parents when he was born six weeks premature that he may not live past the age of 12. So wow. fabulous stuff a and, uh, and a great story to share. Uh, continuing on in the Courier Mail, uh, Sviantec warning on Saudi moves. Um, there are a lot of stories around the uh, the expansion of sports leagues around the world and a similar breakaway tour on tennis, much like Live Golf, and gags to Rich's victory. Australian world number 45, Max Purcell, wants Kasper Ruud to sweat it out in the sun when the pair meets in the second round on Thursday, but the weather might not obey his wishes. 
Purcell set up a clash with the 11th seed through an unconvincing 3-6-7-6-6-4-7-5 win over Hungarian caller Mate Volkos on Tuesday, but remains confident in his game after a career-best 2023 in which he beat Rude at the Cincinnati Open in August. So great to see some of the Australians doing well. Yeah, it is good, yeah. But mm. uh, not, not the results that we'd love across the board, but um, certainly plenty through. Uh, and this one, I don't know if you saw this, but I was going to show you this uh, this morning, but... Britain's Jack Draper put in a huge effort to win a five-set epic against American Marcus Chiron, but rushing to a courtside bin, uh, sorry, before rushing to a courtside bin and vomiting. The 22-year-old was on court for three hours, 20 minutes in a searing heat during the hottest part of the day and needed a medical timeout to have his blood pressure taken at one point. Wow. He suffered severe stomach cramping before coming through 6-4-3-6-4-6-6-love-6-2, urging Chiron to hurry up for the handshake before he threw up. And afterwards, he said, I kind of felt bad because I obviously just beat the guy and I was saying, I need to shake your hand, mate, but I need to get to that bin. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, look, in one way, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more with the heat. Yep. You know, with what they go through. And I can only imagine what he feels like now as well. Like your body afterwards would just be crazy. But if I was the opposition... I just would have, mate, you can wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to walk up say, hang on, my shoelace yeah, is undone, buddy. You've, you've just won another $60,000. Yeah. You just you beat me. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, it just no, cost, no, cost no, me no, a no. nice dinner. Um, remaining through the uh, the Kroon Allen Telly, Marco Monteverde. Star midfielder Riley McGree has returned from a foot injury that threatened his Asian Cup participation with the new outlook on a Socceroos career, set to blossom as he enters his prime as game-breaker for the national team, and that's ahead of Australia's clash with Syria in the Asian Cup tomorrow night. And a lot of football chat as well. Uh, Corey is back in the game. Broncos veteran Corey Oates has resurrected his NRL career and is set to start on his beloved left wing in Brisbane's Las Vegas season opener. A lot of footy really ramping up. Yeah, it's Ros going to get going soon. Back mm. from Monday next week. And we'll look forward uh, to all of that footy coverage ramping up. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. West Indies take a hard line on bowling to Smith. West Indies are hoping untried fast bowler Shamar Joseph will unsettle Australia's revamped batting order as Steve Smith steps up to replace the retired David Warner in the Adelaide Test starting today. I think we're all hoping that they uh, they can get in there and, and bowl on what's expected to be a dry, fast and bouncy Adelaide over wicket. But Steve Smith's already anticipated that. Said, bowl short all you like. Yeah. The new ball, waste it. I'll find some gaps and away we go. It will be interesting to see. And I think oh. from that perspective, it'd be good to see Australia bat first. I'd love to see it. And I have absolutely no doubt Steve Smith will conquer it. Mm-hmm. Now, if he gets out today, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, he will conquer this. Yes. He is one of those guys. He will work around the clock to make sure, A, to prove anyone, any doubters wrong. Yes. And B, he's just that good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, APL slashes workforce as financial woes grow. Almost half of the workforce behind the A-Leagues are set to be made redundant amid concerns over the finances and future of the breakaway organisation responsible for running domestic football in Australia, according to multiple sources who requested anonymity in order to speak freely. Close to 50% of the 80-odd workers at the Australian Professional Leagues, the body which runs the A-Leagues, have lost or will lose their jobs this yeah, week. So sad times for uh, anyone affected. We hope that uh, it's all positive Especially in the long run for the game. Way. But we will chat with Mossy about that and where the game's at. But uh, there are a couple of years into that, that breakaway scenario and a bit of a refocus and a rejig. But 
uh, interesting yarn in regards to the state of football and um, for the football heads, the people who follow it every single day and, and attend the A-League and A-League, A-League Men's and A-League W uh, matches, we'd love to hear from you and your yeah, thoughts please. where the, the yeah. game's at. 0419 uh, A fair few questions through the text line for Dick Fain as well, who's usually on with us on a Wednesday. Dick will be on tomorrow. Uh, we swapped Dick Fain and Evan Priest this morning, so we'll have a preview of all things golf after the news uh, as it ticks over to 6.30 a.m. through New South Wales and the ACT and 5.30 in Brisbane. This is the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Will Davies and Brad Rosen with you. We'll be back with Evan Priest in a little bit. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is approaching 6.39 throughout Sydney and New South Wales and 5.39 in Queensland. Um, Looking at some of the tennis results yesterday, um, Iga Sviantek, the number one seed beat Sophia Kennan 6.7 uh, sorry, seven six six two. Carlos Alcaraz beat Richard Gasquet in straight sets. Elena Rabakina beat Carolina Pliskova seven six six four. Casper Ruud beat Albert Ramos Vinales six one six three six one. Holger Runa beat Yoshihito Nishioka in four sets. Victoria Azarenka beat Camilla Georgi in three sets. Alexander Zverev beat fellow German Dominic Kupfer in four sets. Also winners yesterday, Jessica Pagula, Grigor Dimitrov, Cameron Norrie, Emma Raducanu, Tommy Paul and Katie Bolter. Uh, the Aussies who were in action, Olivia Gadecki lost to Sloane Stevens in straight sets. Thanasi Kokonakis beat Sebastian Ofner in five sets. Big win from him. He plays Grigor Dimitrov next. Ola Tomljanovic beat Petra Martic 6-7, uh, 4-6, six, Kim Birrell lost to Yelena Ostapenko. James McCabe lost to Alex Mikkelsen in four sets. And Max Purcell beat Hungarian qualifier Mate Volkos in four sets. Some key matches today. Alex Dimonor versus Matteo Alnardi. That is in the day session on Rod Laver Arena. Second up is Dimonor. He follows on Jabur who plays Mira and Driva. Novak Djokovic takes on Aussie Alexei Popirin, second on Rod Laver Arena tonight. Jordan Thompson is up against Stefano Sitsipas from 7pm local on Margaret Court Arena. Yannick Sinner taking on Jesper de Jong. Coco Goff uh, is in action. Arena Sabalenka, Maria Sakari, Carolina Wozniacki, Gail Monfils, Paula Bedosa, Leila Fernandez, Francis Tiafo, Taylor Fritz, Andre Rublev, and Chris O'Connell, an Aussie, taking on Ben Shelton. Should be an interesting match. The 16th seed, a young star coming out of America. So a lot of great tennis today. And uh, mate, I'm just in awe the way you're pronouncing these <laughs> names. We're not saying Will they're is right. Killing it not today. Saying, not saying they're right, but it's uh, awesome. But, but we hope that they are. Um, and a reminder of the big win from Sydney in the uh, Big Bash last night uh, against Perth Scorchers, ending the Scorchers' nine-game winning streak at home. So Sydney win with three wickets in hand, one off the final ball, a four from Enriquez, following a six. Captain Fantastic got the job done, and we'll catch up with Sean Abbott tomorrow ahead of their final against uh, Brisbane Heat. So, yeah, really exciting. And we're excited about the test as well. First day, first ball, 10 a.m. local time in Adelaide. Australia Windies, three debutants for the Windies. Australia, as expected, uh, always a great, uh, great day, day one of any test match. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk how good are the wet windy's going to be and everything like that. Great to see Brian Lara down here, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a test. Yeah. And you still love it. No yep. doubt. Uh, time to talk some golf. And Evan Priest, our golf expert, joins us from over in the US. Um, Evan, good morning to you. How are you? Good, thanks, Will. I'm, I'm very good, thanks, mate. Uh, Hawaii, the Hawaii swing always captivates the PGA Tour audience. I was lucky enough to be there for the two tournaments. So 
Uh, no complaints here. <laughs> uh, what was your initial reaction or what is your initial reaction to uh, the wrap-up with Grayson Murray and that playoff, uh, three-way playoff in the Sony Open? Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Um, you know, great, Grayson's a, a quite a controversial character and, and uh, he, he's, you know, really made a comeback from alcoholism and some mental health issues and, and, and really was kind of a lone wolf on the PGA Tour. But he's gone out there and got some self-help and, and you know, he's looking fit. He's really hit the gym hard and worked on his the mental side of his game and, and um yeah just just a really ballsy win he stepped up he beat keegan bradley and um you know drained that birdie putt from from 40 feet and, and got his first pj tour title in about eight years so you like you, you know not not the most popular guy on tour but certainly have to appreciate someone who puts in the work to make a comeback like that it was pretty epic yeah absolutely evan good morning it's brad um ming woo lee makes his 2024 debut as a fully-fledged PGA Tour member at the American Express in Palm Springs area in California. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so all eyes are on Min Woo after his uh, incredible Aussie summer of golf. He won the Australian PGA Championship and then a week later finished third at the Aussie Open and and, uh, and, and had the 54-hole lead. So he's, he's played a fair bit of PGA Tour golf in, in 2023 and um, but but this is his first start as a you know with the belt buckle that says he's a PGA Tour member. He's setting up shop in Las Vegas of all places, which is quite, becoming quite a hub for uh, professional golfers. And um, skip the Hawaii swing, which is sometimes a bit confusing. We actually only had one Australian golfer in the, in the field last week at the Sony Open, and this was an event that used to have up to you know ten to twelve Aussies, mm. especially being sort of so close to Australia relative to the rest of the PGA Tour. And uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So Min Woo Lee, you know, he might even be able to drive out to the California desert from his from his new place in Vegas. And he's actually one of the sort of favourites to, uh, to to win this this week. It's a uh, it's a pro am format played over three different golf courses um, right there in, in the Palm Springs area of California. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see if Min Woo can sort of back up the, this breakthrough year where he finished top five at the U.S. Open and he won a couple of times. One of them being in the Cow, one of them being in Australia. And, contended in a lot of big events and it's kind of like all right you know min Wu, let's let's back it up sophomore year what what can you do <laughs> uh where are we at with the developing story around the uh saudi tour and uh pga tour and, and those two coming together yeah really good question will you know it, it really felt like the signing of john rahm to live golf was a bit of a f you to the tour and, and kind of a rocket up there after speed up negotiations but even since then hasn't really you know, there's been no progress, no leaks or anything like that coming out of, of, of those kind of circles. Um, I still think that they're heading towards an agreement. I think the PGA Tour needs it more than Live Golf needs it because, you know, if, if the two are to coexist and, uh, and, and, and and the deal doesn't get done, I think Live Golf is in a far stronger, healthier financial position to keep doing what they're doing. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, I think around the Players' Championship in mid-March, we'll find out the actual announcement. And uh, the outgoing European Tour CEO, um, Keith Pelly, is, is really confident to make that happen um, because he, he sort of wants to sign off in his legacy before he goes back to Canada by helping this deal get done. So no news, I suppose, is good news at the moment. Evan, let's talk 2024. What does that mean? It means Paris. It means Olympics. And we cannot wait. How are we looking for the Olympic, Australian Olympic golf teams? Yeah, really, really, really good, actually. Um, it's, I mean, it's that, that six months is going to come around quite quickly, yeah. especially when you look at um, the, the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour schedules. So, you, you know, as, as it stands, it would, be, uh, it would be Jason Day and Cameron Smith would be our Olympic golf team. But 
um, you know, Min Woo Lee is really fast encroaching on, on Cameron's territory. You know, Cameron Smith is 30th in the world. He's the second best Aussie golfer in the world uh, in the men's team behind Jason Day, who's 18. So Jason Day would be the lock. Cameron Smith, if, if the Olympics were to happen tomorrow, would be the second. Um, but Min Woo Lee is, is, you know, obviously, as we just mentioned, he's going to start playing points with world ranking events as of this week, whereas Cameron Smith, unless he plays in a, in a handful of Asian Tour events um, before the Masters, you know, he's going to get overtaken by Min Woo Lee. So that would be quite an exciting um, um, team if it were to come about, uh, Jason Day and, and, and uh, Min Woo Lee. And then on the other side, we're going to have Min Ji Lee as a lock. She's one of the... She's the top Aussie um, uh, women's ranked player in the world. And then coming up behind her could be Grace Kim. You know, Grace Kim's a Sydney native, won on the LPGA Tour last year in Hawaii, really sort of gearing up for a uh, second season after her rookie season on the LPGA. I actually just caught up with her in Hawaii. She was in Hawaii for an Adidas shoot. And uh, she looks really confident and she looks like she's going to rip in and sort of become our next household name in, in Australian women's golf behind Minji Lee. So... Those four golfers heading off to Paris. It looks like that's that's you know going to be the two teams that we send over, and they look like a decent chance to to get us a medal. Yeah, that's awesome. Can I ask how do they like you know? There's a lot of sports, and, and for some sports, the pinnacle is the Olympics, but for others, it's like, well, do I want to go to? How does the golfers feel about the Olympics? Are they like cannot wait? <laughs> yeah, really good question, Brad. Um, it, it's quite polarizing to be honest with you in the golf community. You've got you got some sort of uh, rusted on golfers who have grown up with the Olympics, never have been a part of um, a, a professional golf, and, and they only really only care about the four majors. Guys like Adam Scott, who had made it clear from the outset when, when golf came back in the Olympics fold in 2016, um, guys like Adam Scott said, you know what, like I respect the Olympics, but I'm not, I'm not sort of adjusting my schedule to yeah. that. But then you've got... Yeah, and, and then you've got, you know, people on the other hand who, who really, like, bleed the green and gold and can't wait to pull on that Guernsey. And pe- people like Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman who really relish being our, our men's Aussie team in, in Tokyo. Um, so it's it's kind of, it just depends on who you ask. But, yeah, it's, it's quite polarising. And it was a really, you know, sensitive issue back in sort of 2014, 15, the lead-up to the 2016 Rio Olympics even. And, and a lot of golfers kind of, I, w- I wouldn't say use the excuse, but sort of um, weren't too keen on going to Rio based on that Zika virus. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, like everyone that went to the, those Rio Olympics, you know, uh, it looks like they're fine. So <laughs> uh, depends who yeah, you really ask. Yeah, it depends who you ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I got bitten by a single mosquito in Rio. I was there for uh, for about four weeks, but anyway, I didn't get bitten by any. I wasn't there. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I didn't get bitten. Um, Evan, we'll look at uh, tips for the American Express shortly, but um, text on the. Text line 0419767272. Biz at Newcastle wants to know if you know anything about reports that Lucas Herbert has joined Cam Smith and his Rippers team. Yeah, I've, I have seen the speculation online about that. There's, there's an account called Flushing at Golf, which seems to be breaking a lot of these stories. And, and, and I would say that, um, you know, it's been pretty accurate so far with, with some of the reports that they've had online. Um, you know, Flushing at Golf was... Uh, the, the first to report the John Rahm to, to live rumours. Uh, and It was sort of really across that. So uh, I don't actually know whether Lucas is going just yet, but um, flushing at golf is usually on the money. So it's going to be really interesting to see if that happens. If that were to happen, it would be a really good addition to Cameron Smith's team and, um, you know, best best of luck going forward for, for him. But, yeah, uh, we, we all wait with bated breath to see what happens there. What are we looking at this weekend? The PGA Tour has the American Express in California. Anything you like around the world? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with a bit of a boring safe one here, but but Patrick Cantlay is you know one of the best players of, of the last ten years, and he's he's a Californian, Southern California native. This is nearly in his backyard this this tournament, and uh, he's paying ten dollars on TAB. He's, he was second uh, about three years ago, I think it was, and, and shot a sixty-one. Holds the course record at one of the three courses, so really safe bet there. I like that one. I actually do like Min Lee. Lee. I think he's mm-hmm. going to come off. He's been working on his irons, which has sort of been the weakness. Um, you know, in, in last season, certainly. And uh, he's paying, I think it's uh, $26. $26 is a really good bet there. And, and of course, um, and Tom Kim. Tom Kim's always a solid one. He's also paying $26. So I would go with, I would have a look at Min Woo Lee and Tom Kim at $26. And, of course, a nice safe bet with decent odds, Patrick Cantlay at $10. Good on you, Evan. Thanks very much. We look forward to chatting next week. Thanks, Will. Evan Evan Priest there, uh, our BSB golf expert, uh, swapping days with Dick Fain, who we will have on tomorrow morning's show. Uh, In the Asian Cup this morning, Saudi Arabia 2 have beaten Oman 1, and Thailand 2 beat Kyrgyzstan 0. The Socceroos play in the Asian Cup tomorrow night against Syria. And a couple of live scores in the FA Cup third round replays. Brentford 1 leading Wolves 0 in the 22nd minute. And four other games have just kicked off, including Birmingham, Hull City and Bristol West Ham. Adam Pangeli up next. A very good morning and welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. As mentioned, Loz and Clarkie back on Monday, the 22nd of January. Ben Way will be hosting with them next week and then Mido back the following week. So, Benny lot, Way! Yeah, a lot to be excited about next week and beyond. The show returns to its usual time slot of 5.30am uh, through Sydney and New South Wales and the ACT and 4.30 start uh, in Queensland. Um, also coming up, we've got the BSB lunch at Allianz Stadium on the 15th of March. But if uh, if it's a little bit more convenient for a lot, a lot of our audience out west or uh, fans of harness racing, which we know uh, a lot of our audience is, uh, there is a night at the races at Club Menangle coming up uh, with the Big Sports Breakfast. And it is on Saturday, February 17, out at Club Menangle. A great evening of racing and a night at the races with the big sports breakfast. Um, plenty of tips, great fun, a lot of laughs, good um, good card on on the track, and also a lot of a lot of great uh, food and beverage off the track as well. Uh, so you can head to clubandangle.com.au for more on that. Mido will be hosting. Uh, Grub will be out there as well. Plenty of BSB guests and uh, racing personalities uh, personalities as well. So clubandangle.com.au if you're interested in that one. Saturday, February 17, uh, so a big year ahead. A uh, big year of racing, big day of racing too. We're on the Kenzo mm-hmm. today, and Adam Pengelly joins us. Adam, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Will. Morning, Braden. You must have stayed up last night, Will. So I reckon those pronunciations of those tennis players has been outstanding all morning. Hasn't today, he been man. great? Oh, he's been fantastic, Brad, hasn't he? Hasn't, hasn't missed a beat. Well, I've, uh, I've, I've avoided uh, diving too deeply into the Asian Cup and the goal scorers, but 2-0 Thailand and uh, both goals to Superchar Chaydez. In, uh, in the Asian <laughs> Cup for Thailand against Kyrgyzstan. That's uh, outstanding. Uh, that was good. Very much, very good. Um, Adam, learning to fly back at the trials. What's news? Yeah, she was yesterday, Will, the Annabelle Nation trained filly who went around uh, as one of the favourites for the Golden Slipper last year. Obviously had that unfortunate incident where she lost tra- Chad Schofield off some really bad interference. Has had a long time off the scene. She had one pretty quiet trial last month and then yesterday stepped it up again and won her trial in group enlisted company. So... 
I'd imagine she's getting pretty close to coming back to the races now, and she was probably the most exciting two-year-old in training towards the back end of last season, heading at least heading towards the Golden Slipper into that incident. So, yeah, can't wait to see what she does as a three-year-old filly, I'd imagine, this autumn. And she got some pretty nice targets. You'd imagine a race like the Surround Stakes would be high on Annabelle's agenda with her. And, um, yep, some of the better horses back at the trials there yesterday. Obviously, Riff Rock at the Derby winner, Espiona, in that first trial was a really... Good try with thinking over Fangirl and militarised back as well. So this carnival is only just around the corner now. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, there's an important two-year-old race in Sydney this weekend, isn't there? Yeah, that's right, Brad. And talking about the Golden Slipper, I must admit, I think the two-year-old racing in Sydney so far leading up to now has been fairly underwhelming, if I can put it in those terms. We've really struggled for numbers. We're like, we lost the two-year-old racing, I think it was last week. Most of these other races have been struggling for numbers. We had, we had good numbers on the Gold Coast last week. with the, Obviously, the Magic Moons Classic and a couple of those races for the for the debut. But in Sydney, it hasn't really ramped up yet, I, I wouldn't have thought. But from now on, I reckon it's, it's game on. Um, a lot of these trainers seem to be holding back their two-year-olds a little bit more and, and preferring not to race before Christmas. But just going through the nominations for the two-year-old race at Rose Hill on the weekend, we've got a really good set of nominations. It's going to be an extremely competitive race if most of those horses accept. So... That gold silver picture is going to be changing week on week now. I, I can't see Stormboy being bumped from favouritism for the super for a while, to be fair, and probably not all the way to the race if he actually turns up. But on those uh, those lines of betting behind him, it should be uh, fairly fluid in the next few weeks. Uh, racing in New South Wales, flying, racing right throughout Australia, flying in Queensland as well, off the back of that Magic Millions. But um, off the back of the Singapore news, unrelated, but racing in Macau, a bit of an update. Yeah, not great news, Will. Racing in Macau is, is going to shut down later this year, following in the footsteps of Singapore, which is due to close down at Cranji as well later this year. And it just goes to show, in some jurisdictions, not so much Australia or Hong Kong or some of those stronger jurisdictions, but it is quite a tenuous sort of state. Governments are looking to, I suppose, reclaim land. If it's not financially viable, they'll, they'll shut down industries. And to be fair to Macau, probably the... The riding potentially has been on the wall for a little while now. They've had to reduce the, the amount of races they can hold each week. They've had financial problems. They've cut the horse population down to about 300 over there at the moment when it was you know, more than 1,000 back in its heyday. But, yeah, just some really disappointing news to, to, to see that we're going to lose another Asian racing jurisdiction in Macau after the news about Hong Kong, uh, sorry, Singapore, which emerged late last year. Now the important stuff, Adam. Give us the tips, buddy. <laughs> Uh, value bet on the program today, Brad, and I suggest that people just check the scratchings in about half an hour time because this horse is also nominated for a race at Rose Hill on Saturday. But I reckon it's a cheeky little chance in the last race of the day. Race 7, number 7, Bolero Bell. She's around 25 to 1 last night. Um, I admit that 1,100 metres first up is probably going to be a little bit short of her best distance, but I really liked a, a nice soft trial behind Alligator Blood. And last preparation, she graduated to the Reginald Allen behind um, Arctic Glamour, who was absolutely flying that preparation. Uh, she was only beaten a few lengths in that race, and I think she's got a bit of, a bit of ability. I think the market's just might have missed her a little bit here. Whether she's ready to go first up or not, I'm not too sure, but at around 25 to 1, happy to nice. have something small each way, and uh, let's hope she runs today rather than Saturday. Yeah, so race 7 today. I think it might actually be number 11. Number 11, yeah, sorry. Number 11, Bell. Bell. Sorry. So, yeah, 21 bucks and $5 with Tab at the moment. Nice. Um, decent case for it. Uh, any questions about the Roosters? Absolutely. Come on, Adam, my roosters, how they go on this year. They look good. I'm down at Allianz every so often. They're looking fine. Come on. You, you probably see them more than me, Brad. Are they looking okay? They or, look good. Or, they look well, good. You look at that roster on paper, Brad, and it's it's a top-notch roster. When it you is, throw in Dominic Young and, and Spencer Lenu into that into that team, obviously guys like Jared Warrior Hargreaves and Daniel Tupo have played on for another year when they when most of us thought they were going to retire yeah. at the end of last season. Like It's stuck with depth all throughout the 
all throughout the roster. For, for me, the key to the Roosters is just how the halves work this year. Like I, yeah. I know Sam Walker had a long time off last year with that ACL sprain. Luke Keary, to be fair, I thought had a really good second half of the season last year. He was struggling a bit in the first half of the year, but I thought he came into his own later in the year. And to be fair, it's it's almost put up or shut up time now, isn't it, yeah. Brad? Like they've had this team that's been you know such star studs on paper. They've had so many issues the last few years with long term injuries and stuff like that. But They've got to be a top four team this year, otherwise it'd be a, a failure, I would have thought. And and, and yeah, I can imagine I Nick, Nick Polison would, would say green final busts for the Roosters in twenty twenty four. To agree, and it's the you know always the spine, isn't it? One six seven and nine, and every one of those positions have been good but not great last year, and mm. that's what really it comes down to. But yeah, it's the Panthers, isn't it, to lose really again at the moment? Where, where do you want Joey Money to play, Brad? That's that's a big question for me. Oh, look. I, I, I think the Roosters are worse off if Cleary's not in the team. So mm. so for me, I think his best position is the centres for the Roosters. Now, I'm mm. not saying that's his best position, but I'm saying with the Roosters, there's no way you're putting Teddy anywhere else and there's nowhere else you put everyone. And I think without one, I just think he's fantastic in the centres, but he's got to get ball early. That's my opinion. Yeah, Teddy. If Teddy's in the team, you're not moving him from fullback. That's no, his position. No way. That's, that, that, that's, that's where he plays, right? No. I, I, they've done it in the past. They've tried to use Joey Manu as a bit of a second fullback on times, but I wonder if they take that up a level again in 2024 and give him more license to roam and, and get himself involved. Otherwise, you're right. If he's, if he's staying in the centre station, he needs early ball to make the most of it. Otherwise, I expect them to see him attack maybe just a little bit more frequently through the middle middle this year. Yeah, good call. Adam, always appreciate it. We'll look forward to catching up a lot more tomorrow. Yep, chat tomorrow, Will. See you, boys. Good on you. Adam Pangeli there from the Sydney Morning Herald and BSB Racing and Rugby League expert. Uh, reminder, his tip today, race seven, number 11, Bolero Bell on the Kenzo. That is a value bet. A few goals in the FA Cup third round replays. Bolton won over Luton Town, nil. It's still Brentford one leading Wolves, nil. Uh, Birmingham and Hull City, nil, nil. Newport County, one leading Eastleigh, nil. Bristol City, one leading West Ham, nil. Plenty more scores and, uh, and other things to preview through the morning. A big hour coming up. Phil Moss straight after the news to talk all things football. Justin Tatum, the Illawarra Hawks coach. Uh, and then after 7.30 through New South Wales and 6.30 Queensland, Roger Rashid to talk tennis and Brad Davidson from Sky.